What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Humble Threads, Season 3, Low-Key Royale. It's Episode 54. We are a bi-weekly podcast that feels like you're hanging out with good friends, talking about life, and sharing relatable stories. I'm Michael Hart. And I am David Graves. All right, David, let's get humble. What's going on in the world of Graves? Oof, man. I realize I probably shouldn't have put this first, but... We're probably going to harp on this for a little bit, guys. But um, if you weren't there, then you should have been there. But I participated in my first official regulated tournament last Friday. Um, It was Dr. Disrespect's tournament for Midnight Society's Dead Drop. It was a Dead Drop Maximum Damage Tournament. Um, It was pretty cool. And I'm going to go through the rules. And then me and Mike will go back and forth um, about, like, what he saw and what I, you know, um, had fun doing. But. Uh, it was pretty much like if you got a kill, that was one point. And then it was a point per damage. So if you got 250 damage on someone, it's 250 points at the end of when you died or when you got out. Now, if you exfilled, that was another point. If you got the dead drop, which is you versus one other person who's left in the lobby, which I've had. A, I had a lot of those. I just couldn't finish. Then you win another point. So that was pretty much the rules. Anything goes. You were allowed to use any gun you wanted. Um, and that was, a, I think that might've been the first extraction, um, like tournament. I don't think there's ever been another extraction tournament. And I kind of liked it because my experience, like with tournaments, you call of duty apex or whatever else like that. You hop in, you find the guns, you whatever, you get in there, you play, etc. But this one was more or less strategy. Like you had to kind of grind before you could get in the tournament. It was like, find the sniper or you know, find the type of gun you want or whatever the gun you wanted, you wanted to hoard it and then find the pieces that you could use for it. So anything went, anything that you found prior to the tournament, you were allowed to use. Now, does that give some players a disadvantage? I guess you could argue that, but I think it also makes you want to put the time in. That's what I really liked because three nights before me and my homie Kev, we were in the game just running around finding stuff. I was trying to find as many snipers as I could. I learned the map a lot more because it forced me to go in and find uh, some of the weapons and gear, um, which I did. Some of the stuff I still didn't find. Like, apparently there was a lar- like a large backpack. I could only find medium backpacks. Never found a large backpack. Um, there was a SMG gun that I only found twice. I didn't find it a lot. Uh, I found a lot of shotguns. I found a lot of auto rifles. Um, and, of course, there was a lot of handguns. There was automatic handguns, a revolver handgun. Um, and I'll, I'll talk through the, the gear that I had on it and everything. But we're, we're just going to dive in it. But my first impression, um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, the first, it was three hours. So it was from six to nine. Uh, your boy, just it was. I was trying to plan it out. I was trying to be strategical. I don't know if anyone saw my outfit. I'm going to have to post a picture eventually. But I got the uh, Midnight Society, like, claw dead drop shirt. So it was, like, the founder shirt. And then I got these tiger camo pants. <laughs> and then I had my mellow ones on and, a uh, uh, like, a tactical vest and, like, a beanie on. Because I was like, if I'm going to participate in the dead drop tournament, I, I got to show up. You know what I mean? I got to show correct. So I had that on. But the first couple games, um, Mike said he tuned in probably like the last two hours. But the first couple games, I, I took it a little easy. I was like, all right, let me see what the competition's like. Let me feel it out. You should always feel anything out when you're in a tournament. Like, you know, whether it's a fighting game tournament or anything else like that, your first couple of rounds are you learning. Your opponents, the people you're going against, whatever. I quickly found out everyone had snipers that were the top, the elite of the elite, because I'd be shooting 
and I'd get one shot because literally the snipers are one shot. Um, that'll probably change in the new snapshot because you get uh, gear. But I want to hear this from Mike's perspective before I keep going into like the next couple hours. But yeah. After that, that was a serious part. Yes, yeah, so I, I I think I came into your stream uh, probably in the last full hour. Um, and so there were some things going on that I didn't quite understand because I've never seen this version of the game before. I've only seen like bits and pieces of like the previous snapshots. Um, and so I actually didn't realize the game was the, as playable as it is currently, uh, which is pretty rad. Uh, first impressions was that even though like everything's super uh, not detailed, but the overall construction of the map was very cool. Uh, I liked all of the different like vertical uh, vantage points that there there were. There's many decent vantage points and like fairly good cover. Um, obviously, obviously, once this gets <clears throat> going a little further, they'll add in some more like foliage and whatnot to like mm-hmm. build out the areas. But I thought it was really interesting. Um, I thought it was uh rather unique and kind of and kind of cool that there are specific like healing stations um yeah, like you don't yeah. you can't just like uh stim yourself you can't like you yep. don't have like med kits on you yep no automatic healing so like healing. yeah there's no like Heals recovering um body shield or something so if you got shot you're hurt um so it kind yep, of made yep. every firefight um serious because yep. there was no like, oh, well, if I just duck behind this cover long enough, I'll regain my my health, kind of like in Destiny or Call of Duty, kind of. Exactly, um, yeah. So it just made everything more intentional. Uh, I did see a lot of other opponents uh, doing the like the dolphin diving or like the, the hopping around like a, like a Fortnite yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. It, I could tell uh, whenever you would go up against uh, anyone that was like had that play style, you were just getting frustrated because like it's unfortunate that, that play style c- can be effective, but it's just kind of like it's kind of bullshit. Um, and that's where I'm, I'm going to stop Mike right there, because okay. when you're like when and whenever there's a new shooter, depending on how you play, there's always a niche to it. So like I grew up playing Call of Duty, so. You know, Call of Duty is your base skeleton like shooter. So a lot of people do hop corners. A lot of people do drop shot. A lot of people do you know these things in uh, the the dead drop game. You can't d- drop shot. You can crouch. But I was quickly learning. I had to unteach myself certain moves for um, Destiny or Call of Duty. Um, I always I am always the humble person. I'll, I'll put that in there. I'm gonna put our, our title in there because I'm going to assume. You are going to fight me. Like, I'm going to assume you're going to fight me. I'm not going to assume that you're going to strafe and bounce all around. I'm going to assume we're going to sit there and maybe do a little strafing and shoot. Eventually, it started to click in my brain that I was like, I need to start jumping around more as I'm shooting. Um, And I got more kills that way. I got at least a couple more kills when I was in the lobby. And I found that out when I was using this big LMG. Because every time I'd get in a firefight, they were jumping. And I was like... Bro, I'm laying shots into them. How am I not finishing them? Like, there's no way. And I would even ask them, like, yo, what, what health are you at? And they're like, I'm at 20%. I'm at 15%. I'm at, I'm like, darn, if I would have jumped and made them, like, they're aiming unlock off me, I probably would have got more kills. But, you know, it was it was a different type of thing. But Mike is completely right. I was getting very, very frustrated with myself because you got it's just like chess. It's just like boxing. 
once you learn your opponent and you learn this new game, you got to understand how to like make that switch on the fly, especially in those type of games. So, uh, yeah. Um, what else was cool about it? Uh, the the way the backpacks work where you need to kind of like fit the items um reminds mm-hmm. me of like old school uh i mean i'm like i know like some other games maybe tarkov or similar to that yeah um yeah. but honestly it reminded me of the classic resident evil games where you had yep. like a, an attache yep. case and you had to you could yep. only carry what would fit specifically in that case um mm-hmm. i think that's pretty unique um obviously i didn't i didn't see you play anything prior to the tournament so um, I, I was like, oh, cool. He's got all this gear. Like he must have like really been looting a lot. Yeah, we, um, we went ham. My only downfall was I didn't have enough. I think I either I didn't have enough ammo or I took too much ammo in sometimes because I was like, maybe if I take two clips of everything some when I would go in for the serious times. Oh, and that was another rule. I didn't mention that either. It started at six, but they wanted us to always try and queue in every 20 minutes. So that way we could get full lobbies. So some lobbies I'd have eight left and I did excel on those lobbies. I'd probably get one or two kills or more damage in there. Um, my highest score was 153. Somebody, Everyone else's score was way above that. But when you spawned into the like 18 player lobby, because 18 is the max for those lobbies. It was like you'd spawn in and you'd hear everyone around you. And I'm like, I, I was like, I don't like because if like Mike said, if you get in a firefight, you can't heal. So if I killed one person, they might have heard that gunfire and then killed me. Um, but I should have did some more jumping around. But yeah, I, I was I was uh, definitely going in, and it was nice because it was like me and Kev would go in, and it just be like two people are left, so it's just me and him. So we could run around the map, loot, um, find out where the good loot spots were, find out where the like snipers would usually spawn, um, and it helped me learn the map a lot more because I would always try and go to where the top was, so that way I can look down and see where everyone is, and you can snipe. And get those kills but yeah man i was hustling i was hustling i still got some stuff but is the game uh strictly like solo or are there can you like uh link up it's solo but you if you wanted to you could link up but you can't like at the end it's either you extract or you have to kill the other person so it's kind of hard to tell who's who uh me and kev's method was yo if i'm jumping around you know it's me so we'd use that method because we did load in some lobbies when people were some people were coming in with us, um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm mad I didn't have more snipers is all I can really say. So before when you were like looting for guns, you were playing in like dead lobbies, like no one else was there like, to fight? Yes, but they they try and I guess, I don't know who came up with this idea, but I guess it's like Dead Drop Friday. A lot of people do that where they schedule an event. And everyone logs on on Friday and they play Friday nights. So you'll have full lobbies for everyone to play. And they'll play like Saturday at 3 p.m., which I meant to say I apologize to Mike because I didn't understand what they meant. It was a Friday before the tournament. They said, oh, yeah, you can drop in the dead drop with you and a friend. And I was like, what Like, what does that mean? Because like we're, we're the variants. So like, what do you mean a friend? So I guess, I don't know if they could have gave you guys a code or if you had, you could come on my website or the, like my account. And I guess you could have downloaded it and played it with me that Friday night for one night only. Wow. And I was like, no one specified the information. So Mike could have been playing with me and we could have been like running around and doing whatever. But, 
Um, I'd imagine they'll probably be doing more of that because it seemed like it had some good community feedback that people enjoyed. So, Did they do anything specific for whoever won? Uh, whoever won, they paid for your plane ticket and they played for your hotel to come out to Texas. Um, and then second place won merch. They just gave a bunch of merch, I guess. I don't, I don't know how many merch pieces they got. And then third place got $100. They just released the winners. I think I submitted my scores wrong. So I, did, I don't think I showed up on the bracket because it was kind of confusing. And I guess they'll probably explain more of it next time. That hour before, we were able to talk to someone who did, like, you know, a Q&A of uh, what, you know, questions we had for the tournament and if we needed somebody to fix anything, etc. Um, they had a Discord where, well, we ha- we were in a Discord, but they had a channel where we would submit our clips with how much kills we had, damage, and everything else like that. But I think we had to submit that to Boom TV as well. I didn't do that. I'm going to tell you all right now, my highest score was 153 and I saw somebody with 400. So there, I don't think I, I don't think I made the cut, but, um, damn, I was like, all right, well, it was pretty cool. Like I was still participating in it cause I signed up and everything. So they, they had me in there. Um, and one cool thing, which I'm going to try and use it to my advantage. I don't know who controls their YouTube, uh, midnight society came into my chat. Uh, cause I think I, I guess I tagged them in my YouTube channel, but are in the YouTube video. But they came in and they were talking to me and they're like, hey, if you don't want to use the sniper, you could use the revolver with the sniper like scope on it. And I said, I already brought in a sniper. It, it pretty much is a sniper. It's not a one shot. But I was like, I already brought in my sniper. So let's get it. They're like, all right, let's let's see what you got. And, you know, Big Dave, he's showing up to play. I'm a competitor. You know what I mean? I'm not going down without a fight. I'm doing what I got to do. So we load in. I'm looting, get my guns and everything else like that. Yes, all right. I just need to be quiet. We spawned in a peak spot. I was on the roof. I said, let's just wait and see and like let people come out, start waiting for some gunfire. There's this was an 18 player lobby. I said, let's just wait. So I'm waiting and I'm like, all right. So this sniper, there's no drop. It's a beta. So you got to kind of change. And once again, you got to change your brain because like Mike said, it's kind of a flat like they did have detail and everything, but you kind of have to change your brain into thinking like maybe overcompensating sometimes and making sure you're going to hit your shot. It's kind of like Halo 2. That's if I wanted to put it that way with the sniper, but somebody peeks out. They're getting ready to snipe somebody. I said, oh, it's on. I get my sniper out. I go around the helicopter, immediately snipe him quickly, turn to my left, see another guy, snipe him really quick. And uh, before that, I was getting sniped like crazy. And of course, uh, Midnight Society on my YouTube was like, hey, payback is sweet. And I was like, right, I'm getting tired of getting sniped all over the place. And I said, Midnight Society, I appreciate y'all for coming in. I said, listen, your boy's a graphic designer. If you're looking for somebody, I'm coming to Texas. I'm bringing my cards. I'm bringing everything. I would love to talk to someone. I'd love to work there if you guys have positions open or anything. And they're like, hey, we'll see you in Texas. But, you know, enjoy the rest of your games. I can't wait to look forward to your uh, clips that you're going to post in the week to come. So I still have to clip that video. But, man, that was the highlight of my night because it was like it's kind of like your boss coming in to watch you work. And then you finish whatever you're doing, like it's a presentation or whatever, you just nail it. And then they're like, all right, good job. And you're like, let's fucking go. But, <laughs> yeah, man, I was, once I got the sniper out, I was doing a lot better. Um, uh, and then if there's any, I don't know if there's anything else that was really going on. Besides that, it was a long, it was a long three hours, I want to say. Um, but it was fun. I think it's definitely something new that I think extraction shooters should look into because it makes you want to play the game more because you got to you know gear up and everything so we have snapshot 5 coming out 
things might change because now they're introducing gear. So like you can get level one gear on, which gives you armor. In that tournament, there was no armor. So getting one shot by a sniper was a high probability. So who knows if it's still going to be a one shot. I don't know. Or if it'll be a two shot kill. But best believe um, we'll be we'll be getting some footage out there. Um, tune into the King Graves, you know, gaming channel. Uh, we'll definitely be vlogging the Texas event and I'll definitely be playing it when I get back. Probably a lot more because it seems like this is going to be a big expansion to the beta and I'd love to play something fresh and new. That's fun. But that was my experience with it. Any, anything else you got to say? About yeah. It, like, I, uh, the know? only thing I didn't get to see happen, uh, just because I know you were going for the, the dub is I didn't see you extract. Um, so what is that? What does that like currently look like in the game? So I don't have really never. I guess you could count it personally, but I've never noticed how long the uh, regular game is. And sorry, guys, my nose is a little stuffy, Caden stuffy, and I think it's getting me. I don't know. But um, it's like, I don't know. I want to say we were in. We were in the regular game mode for like 25 minutes. And then you'd hear like a ding. It's like a low ding in your ear, I guess, or a bong, whatever you want to call it. But and then there's a timer at your top left and you'll see. I think you have three minutes or there's like they're like six, seven minutes left until extraction. So once that timer ends, then there's three minutes to get to the extraction doors. So there's doors around the map that just have a keypad and then it's just a door. So you have to get to that door. Not everyone has the same door. Some people might. So you have you might have a chance of running into someone and then you got to fight them, but once those three minutes hit, you got to get out. And once you get to the door, you just hold E and it says extract, and then it just says extraction complete. Shows your kills, damage, or whatever. Now, if you choose to stay, you're going to fail the extraction one, so you're going to die and you won't get any of your stuff. Or if you want to stay, you can see how many people are left. If there's two people left. Um, and you can do this in the regular game, like a, the the 25 minute period where there's no time or anything else like that. You can wait and you can kill that person. Then you get the dead drop. So the dead drop is once they die, all of their loot shows up on your screen and you can either take it all. Or you can take certain things. So that that's actually a cool um, thing that they bring to it, especially since it's an extraction shooter. But it's that's pretty much it for the extraction. It's not too crazy. Um, you get two exfils. Some of them can be wild. I have been on the roof before and they've been at the bottom floor and I'm like, golly, bro. So I have to run and you're just sprinting. So there's no walking and they, and the sounds really good in the game. So you can hear who's running. Like if they're right next to you um, and voice chat's always on too, you can't turn it off. So it's crazy. I did think that was cool. Like after you, after you uh, either killed somebody or you killed them, you still had a quick moment to like chat with them um like you could yeah, ask them like you yeah. know how close was i or like uh or whatever uh a lot of them were talking a lot of them were talking crap i'm not gonna lie because i was like because yeah, i yeah i think six six forty was when i was like all right i'll turn it on because i thought i had to put kate to bed but actually shout out to ash once again I'm, I'm sorry i did it on the stream but i'm a shout out to her i thought i had to put kate to bed she's like nah i put him to bed you can keep playing i was like all right but um uh six like six 47 o'clock is when they brought out the snipers. So I loaded in my first game. Peek, jiggle, peek the corner. Bang. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yo. He was like, yeah, yeah. I said, bro, like, y'all bringing the snipers out already? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out there. Oh, yeah. You better come prepared. I said, oh, all right. I said, I'll be back. I got you. I got you. Um, I did get killed by the winner, I think, a, a, good, a couple times. I think he was like Viper Juliet something. But, um, 
Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was crazy time. Um, but that was the tournament, man. P- make sure to tune in for the next one. I, your boy peaked. I think this was a new record. It was like 103 people or 103 views on that um, stream, which was cool. I had a lot of people come in from the Midnight Society thing that weren't subscribed and, and everything else like that. So I would love to play it more and maybe bring them in. Um, another thing I know I've been talking about this games have been getting stale. Uh, I mean, destiny two just launched a thing, but we're going to talk about that. But a lot of games have just been stale. Like COD's been pretty good. We've been playing some ranked. I haven't been playing a lot. My first official time I played not too long ago, but, um, it's just been like, eh, you know what I mean? And, and destiny was cool, but there wasn't much for us to do until Lightfall hit and sons of the forest came out, but I heard that was a, eh. so I was like, you know what? I kind of want to play an open world survival game ish where I can just do whatever I want, just hop in a ship, fly around, and do dumb stuff. So I recently bought No Man's Sky for the Switch, and man, that game has come a long way. Talk about a game that flopped and then just killed it. Uh, Multiple free DLCs and everything else like that, but I got it on my Switch, and now I'm trying to convince my other friends who have a Switch to get on because it's like, we can go lay down and just chill in bed, and you can just have one headphone in, we could just be talking, doing stuff, blow up stuff, get animals... Um, you can literally fly wherever you want and do whatever you want. So, I've I've been diving into that. I don't know, Mike, if you've checked into checked into it or uh, if you have it for PC. I originally had it for PC because uh, I think I got it for free. But I got. I mean, if it's cross plat, I think it's available on the Game Pass. Um, so like, if I don't know if it's cross platform, but if it is, it is. Oh, it is. sick! Well, then yeah, I I have the ability to play it. Um, me and me and Mike might hop in there. I, I think I've only ever tried it like once, but it was by myself. Me too. And I got kind of bored. Um, yeah, I think it would be because you can build like yeah different things and you can discover new animals or um, like now I think they added some more things where you can fight. Like the, you actually have guns that you could fight like other things and, and races and stuff like that. So I thought it was more of a cartoonish destiny is what I like to call it. Kind of. Because it's just really loose. I see that. Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe uh, the humble boys might have to check it. out. I might check it out tonight after we get off. But we were doing that. Um, well, I downloaded that. Uh, why I downloaded that is because Ashley's little sister is staying with us. Man, the Baron girls are down and out, bro. Um, I recently told you guys about how Ashley had to have surgery. Um, because she had Merkel. Diff- some some. She's doing good. Uh, the surgery went well, thank God. So she's finally getting back to her, her normal self. She can pick up Caden here and there. It's her stomach still kind of hurts, depending. But now her little sister, I don't know if I talked about this, she discovered she had severe kidney stones. Um, she, she's always had back pain, and they've never really noticed anything. And then she went for MRI, and they were like, yeah, you have some kidney stones. And they've been in there for, they were like years. They were like, they've been in there for a couple of years. And they were like, what so the one i think they were able to vibrate and like knock off so she has a stint in like one of her kidneys or something like that um this next one she goes into surgery for tomorrow they have to like actually go in there with like a tube and do all this extra stuff and i was like yo ash i said y'all y'all are down bad right now and melissa's the only one who's really kicking but i was like y'all are uh one and two right now for health i said you know hopefully they tune you guys up for the summer because the summer's about to hit so we're praying for her. She's been staying with us for a week, and it's funny. Uh, I always see a lot of myself in her because she's kind of quiet. She's the youngest child. I'm the youngest child, essentially. I do have a younger half-brother, but I didn't really grow up with him. But it's just funny having her over. We joke around a lot, and she jokes around with me and Ash. and It, it adds some levity to uh, me and Ashley's relationship as far as 
us just, you know, if we get mad at each other, it's like, oh, we're mad and then we do whatever. Like, she's there, so we're having fun and everything. Not saying we have gotten mad at each other while she's here, but it's just, it's just fun. Um, she binged The Last of Us. That girl is crazy. Uh, I was like, yo, new episode's coming out tonight. It was Sunday. And she was like, yeah, so, uh, oh, I've never watched it, but I'm intrigued. She started from episode one to episode seven, bro. And we didn't finish this episode till 1230. I said, oh, my God. So, um, Jesus Christ, Mike, you can't just lay that on me. Uh, but I just type something that took me by surprise. Uh, and then Ashley's best friend, she's essentially moving next door. She's moving to the neighborhood over. I said, Jesus Christ, she got her mom, her sister, and now her best friend in the same neighborhood space. Um, and her fiance, Tony, he's a great guy. I love Tony. I, I've been, I came over there to visit him. I told him I'm going to come over and help him out, but we got, we got that going on now. What that means, I don't know. I'm a little afraid. Um, all my friends are back in Westchester and then Mike, of course, lives closer to Downingtown. Um, so, you know, I got to travel to see my friends. She just has her friends willy nilly right down the street. So it's crazy. Uh, I saw Ant-Man when it came out. I saw it that Saturday. Me and my brother saw it in 4D. I think 4D is the wave, y'all. If y'all, if y'all don't venture to the movies a lot, I think it's like good to treat yourself to like making an experience. Um, and one funny story was there was two families, but <laughs> this mom came in with all her kids. They had nacho, little nacho trays, pretzel bites, a big thing of popcorn. I look over at my brother and then we look back at her and I said, bro, I said, she knows this is 4D, right? And she said, yup. Usually they give you a warning. There was no warning for the trailer. So the thing started rocking. Popcorn was flying. Um, it was this nice uh, black family sitting next to us. So we're laughing. They're laughing. She said popcorn everywhere, nachos everywhere. She was laughing, and we were just laughing. I said, I said, you knew it was 4D. Why'd you bring all this food in here? <laughs> she said, my kids were hungry. I, I, nothing I could do about it. So we were just laughing. It was a good time with them. And then there was this older couple in front of us. <sighs> they came halfway through, like, the first part of the movie. Chairs shaking and moving. Old ladies trying to find out where the chairs chairs moving to sit down. She's originally trying to put her cup down, couldn't put the cup down because the chair was moving. And she tried to sit down, missed the chair. I said, "Oh my <laughs> god!" I was crying, and I said, "You know what, Steve? Like, I thought I I would never miss the movie theaters because you know I generally don't like random people, but so there's times like this where it's just fun. Like, you know, you get to witness people and get to be in a community with people and just laugh. Um, I gave the movie eight out of ten. I thought it was really fun. I I think Marvel has a lot on their hands uh, to close up these uh, side stories because I couldn't tell you what the heck's going on with the MCU. I, I feel like we're just watching these movies and watching the movies, but I feel like we know what was happening. And now it's not like when we first saw it unveiling. So now it's kind of like they're repeating the, the process. But I got faith in Marvel. If anything, they made me care about shows I thought I'd never care about, like WandaVision and Loki and stuff like that. So eight and a half out of ten. Or eight out of ten, definitely go see it. Uh, I'd recommend seeing it in forty. It was hilarious, but uh, it was pretty good. But that's enough about me, y'all. What's going on in the mind of Mike? Hey, yo. Um, let's see. So, I've been. I mean, I've been like kind of dead in the water. Not really sure what to play video game wise for a while. Like kind of like what David's been saying. Some things have been feeling stale. Um. So I like I, my main game, as as I've mentioned many times in this podcast, is a game called Destiny 2. Um, but I kind of reached like the pinnacle point of Destiny 2 about like a month ago. 
um and and knowing that we were getting a brand new expansion to drop actually this week and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show um but so i wanted something to do in the meantime and uh so you know i saw david playing um hogwarts legacy and i was like yo that game looks tight um kind of like how we talked about it last last episode um and so i just like decided i was like all right i need something to do is it was uh I, i really enjoyed the story and so i just like put my head down and grinded on it for like two like back to back the last two weekends and i got the main story completed um overall i think it's it's a great game um i think they do a lot uh, do a lot of things well but uh you know th- i there's you know with a game like this there's always, there's going to be some kind of repetitive nature um mm-hmm. you know i got kind of mm-hmm. bored of killing the same enemies over and over again um seemingly yeah. the same fight just duplicated but yeah uh but what i will say is i do en- i did enjoy the overall like combat the combat felt really fluid it felt really good um the more spells you learn the more you level up those spells mm-hmm. i learned all of the unforgivable curses um and I, and there's one thing i will say about that about the unforgivable curses that i that i don't that i think we mentioned a little bit last time but it just it just kind of stuck with me to the end that, that i really just it really bothered me was that you know, you have all these other spells that like, and you, and like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like not spoken in the game, but it's kind of like, it's implied that you're killing these like poachers, like you're, you're just, you're like killing them, getting rid yeah. of them or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so is, but if you, and you always have usually like an, like an NPC, like follower in a lot of these scenarios. And, and so like, you're like lighting goblins on fire. You're lighting like <laughs> dark wizards. You're putting them in the air and smashing them into the ground. And everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah, good shot! Like, let's go! You know, whatever! Like, let's take, like get out of here, defendo or whatever, right?" And you're just you're just really just like wrecking house. But the second yeah. you use an unforgivable curse to do anything, they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You'll regret doing that spell." It's like, bro, you just set that guy on fire and tossed him off a cliff. <laughs> like, why is me doing the like the killing curse works? Like at least it was no, it was it was merciless. Like he didn't feel anything. I, it was quick. I, um, I just think it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You can't like. Uh, I, I guess it's like it, it's kind of like I, I, I can't, you really can't. I can't really come up with a comparison for it. But I guess it's like you know, fighting someone fair is good because uh, they're fair spells that everyone knows. But you know, it's like fist fighting someone. Like you might know martial arts. You might know taekwondo etc but the moment you pull out a gun it's like holy crap you know what i mean like that's what it kind of is like <laughs> yeah it's um, like so you know like the side chatter was just got to me like every single time because inevitably you you can learn all three of them and when you use them together and they and you level up that side of like your talent trees it gets like pretty aggressive and you're like super like you can clear whole rooms really easily um it's mm-hmm. just it's just a better way to play. It's like being handed a handgun or an assault rifle. It's like, which one's going to do the job better? Um, they both do kind of the same thing, but one of them does it quicker. Um, right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and so, I don't know. That was the only kind of gripe I had with the, st- the game itself, the repetitive uh, stuff and, and like the weird uh, uh, disinterest in the unforgivable curses. But um, overall, I did enjoy the show. I thought the story was good. Um, and I'm excited for David because I, I know David hasn't fully finished the game yet, so I've been kind of I'm being kind of vague about the other things. 
Um, but they're also making a TV show on HBO Max, which is crazy. interesting. Uh, I don't know I, how you. Yeah, I don't know do what that, that'll but. look like. But I will say this: uh, outside of anything, once you've leveled your broom up all the way to like level three, like it's just the most it's just the most fun you can have in the game. Is just get on your broom and just fly all over the map without loading screens. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually like legit. Like I could see myself never actually like doing much more of the like after story quests and just just, just lo- loading in just to fly the broom. Uh, There's this one guy on TikTok who's been trying to beat the. Uh, <laughs> well, he has the world record currently on a on a uh, on a track, I guess. Oh wherever. snap! I haven't I haven't ventured those yet, but he is hilarious. If you guys haven't checked him out, I don't know his name. Um, I think it's like Cho, so I don't know what his name is. It's some like white guy who's a ginger, and he's hilarious. But he's been like just logging on and just trying to beat his record as far as like the fastest broom record. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, those are actually pretty fun. I, I did think it was kind of weird that the whole, the whole there's a lot of like talk about Quidditch in the game, but like it's like it was banned yeah, this year or something, and like it's either gonna be a DLC or well. or like they just didn't really feel like uh, designing a game in the game. I will say this, like I don't I don't I don't think they've had anything talking about Quidditch yet or any plan for DLC. I don't even think they No, have they don't. They've actually DLC. stated that they have no current plans for DLC. But this is what I said that they should have done with the Harry Potter franchise and the whole Magic franchise. The rumor is they're going to make a second game and it's going to be based off of a school. I don't know if they said in like near Africa or something. Something like that. Like, it's going to be a different school and there's going to be different houses and different things that are going on with that. And that's what the next one will be about. And I'm like, bro, this I've literally been telling y'all to do this. Like, during when when Harry's doing his thing, we should have like, they should be like, all right, let's go to the American wizardry school. Uh, During that time was, I think, like World War Two or something like that. So that'd be interesting to see how that impacts on, you know, because the U.S. government is always trying to control everything. So what, how would that be if, like, they found out about magic in the ministry and everything else like that? So, you know, I think it'd be cool if they started to make games and show different houses and, and brought that into the TV shows. How many more times can we beat, you know, this this Harry story to death? It's kind of like Star Wars. Let's get something new. We're not going to be afraid to watch it. Just, you know, give us something new. So that'd be kind of cool. I forget what they, they named the houses, but I can't remember what they are. Um, we'll have to post a picture on the Instagram. So, you know, look out for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Beat, uh, played the crap out of that game, got the main story completed. Um, and then, of course, I was like, well, I still have like a week before Lightfall hits. What can I do? And our, our buddy Billy was like, hey, uh, there's this new game called Sons of the Forest that came out. Uh, me and Kev have been playing it. Do you want in before we get much further? And I was like, I played like the other game uh uh whatever like the forest i think it was called um and so i was like yeah you know it's like a fun survival based game that's kind of got some like weird twisted storyline um yeah whatever i'm in uh so i bought the game uh and we we've been playing it a good bit um it's not bad it's not great it's it's it is better than the first one i will give it that that credit um i do think the storyline is is superior um it actually has like immediate purpose you're not just you don't just crash land on an island like you're being sent there to like find somebody 
um, or whatever. So it feels a little bit different. Uh, I probably will finish it at some point. Like it does feel like it, like like the narrative, the story is good enough to, but to want to finish it, but definitely kind of like a backseat play. Like uh, now that I got uh, Lightfall from Destiny Two out, it's gonna that's gonna take like over my full attention. Um, Sons of of the Forest is on PC, where I play Destiny on Xbox, so it's never really like in contingent of the of the other. Um, if I'm on like a console or something, so I don't know. It's okay. I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten. Um, uh, the other thing I started doing was so my, so my uh, I was inspired by uh, Carolyn. Uh, my wife, uh, she has been crushing it with her jewelry business, um, been getting really big, uh, res- like uh, re- really growing her audience uh, with uh, her jewelry business on Instagram. Um, it's called Heart and Heart and Hearth or Heart and Hearth, I guess, Co. Um, and she's been making just like videos like, and they've been some of them have been popping off. I think she had... Uh, She's had two videos over 10,000 views now. Uh, yeah, crushing it. Um, she's already got like 62 posts up and she's been posting every single day for the last two months. Um, like really on her grind, making really high quality content. Um, and what she's been doing is, you know, she when she's whenever she's making the jewelry, she films in like large batches. So she's able to like clip it up and like set up her whole week of posts like on on Saturday or Sunday the, the week prior so she can just focus on a pipeline of content that she's just been doing and I'm so impressed because for someone like myself who who's you know existed in the content space and like knows what it what it's like to kind of like post regularly um build a community and whatnot um to see her really succeed with it is awesome she's getting a lot of cool engagements she's made a few sales um I think she's sold I think eight earrings so far which is super cool um and uh but anyway so uh, it gave me the like the inspiration to film in bulk uh so last week i just spent like like an hour or two uh with my camera my yo-yo and filmed uh several tricks and i was able to then chop them up schedule all schedule schedule it all out and then i've been posting them daily um trying to match them when the audience uh numbers are supposed to be the most uh, like i've been looking at the analytics a lot um and it's been a really fun experiment. Um, I've actually been getting a ton of um, response on YouTube. Uh, Instagram has actually been been l- lesser than normal, and so it's kind of like uh, showing me that like how um, how how much the algorithm on YouTube differs from Instagram. Um, it definitely feels like on YouTube, as long as you're feeding the algorithm, it it like it it, it serves you, um, but on Instagram, it feels kind of like it doesn't want two similar content back to back. Um, because yeah. if you just look at the thumbnails, it, it looks like it could all be the same trick because it's all so similar. So I don't know. I, I definitely feel uh, I'm, I'm learning some things about how those algos are working. Um, yeah, what do you think, I, David? I, I've been like, <clears throat> Mike has probably seen it, but like I've been um, like I was posting on tiktok and then i do reels and it wasn't a lot of audience because i feel like you know gaming is kind of a niche thing as far as a lot of people do it but a lot of the stuff on instagram it was like i had my normal people you know liking it i'm like do i really want a lot of followers on instagram nah i don't really care 
And then I was like, well, I could do um, TikTok, which TikTok just opened up its thing. They need to do this on the mobile app, um, but they just introduced it to the website version. You can now schedule your TikToks to release at a certain time. Um, I don't know if you can put music on it through the website browser. I'm going to be start checking into it because I think I'm going to do like YouTube and TikTok because uh, a lot of people have been seeing growth through doing both of those things, which I've been seeing a lot of growth on TikTok for doing that, too. Um, but mine's been primarily uh, primarily YouTube. I feel like YouTube, uh, it'll you might get a little trickles where it's like you might post a couple of videos, maybe two weeks in a row. You might post every day and then it's not getting you any likes and then. You know, out of nowhere, you'll get a bump. Um, I think I'm almost at like 300. I'm taking it slow because I'm like, my goal is a thousand by the end of the year. But um, one good thing, I don't know if we, I don't think we've talked since this, but Harris Heller, man, Jesus of the people. Um, he came out with a program that literally puts uh, like a vertical screen into your OBS. Like you can put your uh, gameplay in there and then your camera. And you can just make a recording button on your stream deck. You hit the recording button. Everything's already in the dimensions that you need it, which is crazy. So all you have to do is just record it and then you can export it to your phone or just post it, which takes the, the trouble out of like putting it into Premiere Pro, putting it into this stuff. So to Mike's point, I, I've been kind of doing the same thing, too, where I, I do three minutes. So I do three minutes prior and I just hit that button and I have one video where I can make three videos out of it. Um, which is kind of crazy to think about. So I was like, man, it's just getting easier and easier to make content. But yeah, um, I agree with Mike. I feel like Mike's growth is definitely a, a, a lot on YouTube, which I see uh, Instagram. I feel like it's more it's it's more turning into the Facebook of social medias again. You know what I mean? I so, mean, Facebook does own Instagram. Um, true. Yeah, right now, like I'm going to continue posting on both Instagram and YouTube. I still have the larger sure. following on Instagram. But mm -hmm. I absolutely foresee my following eclipsing uh, my Instagram on YouTube. Like I feel like my YouTube is going to take off um, far sure. sooner than my Instagram would. Um, I yeah. feel like the the audience size is actually so much larger on YouTube than it is on on Instagram. Um, I'm I was going to say this, Mike. I wanted to run something by you. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching my nephew upstairs. Well, Ashley's nephew, but he's my nephew too, and he watches like a lot of YouTube kids. And uh, like Mario and stuff like that, I think like you you have a niche thing that you like. It's your thing, you know what I mean? Like not niche, but it's like specific and it's yo-yoing. I think I don't know how this works. We'd have to look into it because I don't like to get in trouble. I don't know what it's on this thing. Which I mean, I'm pretty sure it's all relatively fine. But I think you could start posting shorts, and you could probably click that box saying this is kid friendly. See, okay, so like. It's not that my trip, my stuff isn't kid friendly because I, I music, but I've thought about that a lot. Yeah, um, but like when I when like I I once upon a time did test that that feature out and it didn't really do anything for me. Um, now I'm not saying that it couldn't, but like the way it the way that works to my understanding because I did I tried to re I look it up a little bit more is that. Mm. If you market for kids, it it's really intended to have some level of education or kids involved or I think teaching how to do yoga tricks. I'm not saying great. that I'm not playing with a toy. I am playing with a toy. It is considered a toy. A hundred percent it is. I mean it's a performance toy, a skill toy. You're right. But, but like I meant more like no like maybe. but like when you don't select that button and you just select like unrestricted or whatever, uh 
mm-hmm. there's no like age limit on my content. So a kid could still see my content. It's just Very not true. going to be directly targeted at kids. Um, yeah. And so what, like me looking at my audience um, analytics, most of my audience is between the ages of 18 and 34. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like I and where does YouTube kids like stop? Yeah, maybe, YouTube is, is all is under 18. Um, I think it's like beneath 18 or maybe even younger than that, because it's like mm-hmm. I'm not opening blind bags of Roblox Roblox characters and things like that. Like, um, Man, I'm just them kids. Listen, I've been thinking about just playing Mario and putting it up there. Nah, sure, but like, I don't know. I, I also like I don't I don't genuinely believe my content is is made for kids. Um, kids can watch it, but it does not. I'm not intending to cater to children. Um, if you right. wait, I, I would say wait for the wave to come back around because I remember. When we were kids, I I would see everyone having it like yeah, yo-yoing used to be like you know a, a more or less like I would say, um eight seven like I I could have swore I got my first yo-yo when I was like eight or seven I can't I can't probably tell you when it was not yeah, but, um things come back around uh, yeah it's just that, it's just a, a, a you know it's a hobby that is kind of timeless and it doesn't really matter how old you are uh, there are some really young kids out there in the in the yo-yo scene that are just absolutely shredding and like cutting it up and really doing some amazing stuff and it just kind of gives me it kind of excites me to see a younger generation really excelling at something that i love doing because they're innovating in ways that i'd never even thought of so like it's it is so i don't that's why i said i don't really necessarily believe, believe my content's made specifically for kids i think it's kind of made for everyone which is why i don't mm-hmm. personally select the made for kids option when you're uh, labeling your content. Um, so I got two more things I want to mention. So, uh, you know, it's it's very often that we as adults forget like that, that, you know, maybe just like half an hour outside of our normal like bubble of where we live. There's some pretty cool mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe there's stuff that like, you know, about maybe you, you went to like years ago. You just haven't been to in a while uh, or maybe your significant other never went there, vice versa. Um, oh boy. so Late on me, Mike. this past Saturday, um, uh, Carolyn and I were, were like, you know, what do we do? Uh, I don't know. And we're like, you know, let's go out to, she wanted to go to Marshall's right. Or home goods or whatever to look for, uh, what were we, what were we there for? That's a, it's a hellscape of, <laughs> it doesn't matter what we were there for, but like, and we have one locally to us, uh, here in like Exton downtown area. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, and I was like, nah, how about we just take a long scenic drive all the way out to like Radnor, um, where there's a, there's one there. Um, there's some, there's like micro center, which is like my favorite computer store out that way. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't think you've ever, like, I know you, I know she's gone out that way before, but she's never like gone out that way. Like the, all the back roads, like through like old, like main line areas where like the houses are like massive. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, let's just take a scenic drive, like a slow day, kick it, put some music on in the car and just like ride it. And it was beautiful. Yeah, it was really nice. Ride it slow through some just like nice neighborhoods out, out in that part of the main line. And, um, it was just like a nice morning and you just got to see a part of the area that you just don't get to see very often. And it kind of, yeah. it honestly is like, although it as mundane it was, as we were actually heading out that way to go to a Marshall's or a home goods, um, 
it just felt kind of like a mini a mini getaway, like a mini vacation to go a little bit further out than you did than you needed to just to see something different. Um, and like the day just kind of kept staying, kept being like spontaneous. We uh, we ended up at, at the home goods, of course. Um, you know, you're going to walk in there not knowing what you want and probably leave with either too much or things you never thought you were going to buy. Um, There's just so much at a home goods store. Um, I just kind of when I walk in there, I just attach myself to the shopping cart and just walk wherever she's walking because there's it's I you know what I mean? There's just like too much and I I I could get lost in there. What do you think, David? I you know, I uh I've been I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to use the word bougie. Um but I remember I was always like, man, I'm only shopping at like PacSun or I'm only shopping at whatever, but there's been some times we've gone into like Marshalls or TJ Maxx. I've gotten like a lot of work clothes, like a lot of like uh, khakis and sweaters and stuff from yo. They they got some deals. I'll tell you right now, and hoodies and everything. So um, as much as I used to make fun of Ashley, now I'm like, yo, you would try to go to Target, you're trying to go to TJ Maxx home goods because you never know. It is a nice uh, afternoon out, like Mike said. So I agree. yeah, we ended up after after we went shopping, we ended up at a uh, uh, like a really small um, kind of like craft um, coffee shop. Uh, it, like and uh, it's somewhere that I'd I'd gone to a long time ago, and I actually didn't think it was going to exist still. But it's like a small little place where they roast their own beans on site. Um, everything is like really fresh. Um, it's the kind of place that I, I would prefer to go get a coffee, if not the kind of coffee that I, uh, for the company that I work for. Um, cause it's like kind of non-competing in any kind. It's kind of in its own lane. Um, and so we had a really nice, um, nice, uh, went in there, had a nice coffee. Uh, and then at that point in the day, we had, we like, we feel for some reason we didn't eat that morning. Um, we were like, you know, we're actually hungry now. So we drove out a little bit further and found um, a nice like craft um, craft bar um, that just had like the kind of place that has like 28 taps of all sorts of different craft uh, craft beers on uh, ready to go. Um, it actually started to snow a little bit um, when we were in there. So it was just kind of picturesque um, overall, just really, really beautiful, nice day. Uh, it's not very often we we think to just kind of go way out of, out of our bubble just to experience some similar <clears throat> similar things but overall it was really nice yeah man i mean we kind of did the same thing uh saturday too we, we went out to brunch and we took aiden with us and he had his first like i think well he's been to breakfast and stuff but i think that was like first brunch with mom and dad which was fun so we went to westchester old stomping grounds fun times you know what i mean but sometimes you gotta get out there like next time uh yeah uh and then the last thing i want to talk about real um real briefly um <clears throat> is uh so uh carolyn works in a sales position um for what she does for her job and with some with with most sales positions there are incentives and so last year she act absolutely crushed it um hit all of her uh the goals that she needed to hit um got onto something called president's council which is i guess like the top of the top um awards and so she uh, earned uh, my, her and myself a fully paid, all-inclusive trip uh, down to Disney. Um, and so we are going to go down. Whoa. Disney World? Yeah, down to Florida. Um, Whoa. Yeah, so we are going at the end of this month. Um, and uh, they, they bought us tickets. March? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. yeah uh, we they bought they, they covered our plane tickets. They covered. Uh, we're staying at a Disney resort. Um, or I think we're staying at the Contemporary. Um, with like the big monorail that comes through it. Looks like a spaceship. Like, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. But after we get off this podcast, uh-huh. I am going to need you to go on to whatever website it is and reserve your spot in line to go build a lightsaber. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to tell you this now because foolish me and CJ didn't do that thinking we could just walk up and book a time to go build a lightsaber. And they're like, bro, we've been booked a month in advance. You guys need to do that online. So definitely go do that if you're going to go visit. See if there's times available. I'm just warning you now from a, from a mishap for me. Okay. Good good call out. Um, I, I, I will absolutely see what's possible uh, when it comes to that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so super excited. I mean, I've been down to Disney a few times growing up. Um, it, it, like, I think... We went when like my sister graduated high school, and I think we went when I when I finished middle school or something. So I've been down like like two or three times. Um, she's never gone, so it's super exciting for for us. Um, we went, last time we went we went down to Florida for our honeymoon, but we actually went down to we went to Universal, um, and the only part of Disney we went to was like their um, uh, downtown Disney, whatever it is. Like uh, I forget what it's called specifically. It's got like a name. Where like all the shops are, um, oh, uh, it's like something Springs or something. Oh, Disney Springs. Disney Springs. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So we went yeah. there uh, just to kind of experience a little bit of Disney. Um, she really liked it, and she was like, "Oh my god, we got to come back and actually do like Disney, Disney proper." And so now we get to do it. Uh, it is only it's a long that's weekend. Uh, we fly down on like Friday. Is it just for the weekend? Yeah. Uh, so we. Holy crap! Right. So we. It's just. Uh, so we fly down. Uh, Friday morning. Uh, we check in. Uh, Friday afternoon. We get. We we get a all all inclusive paid uh dinner at the hotel we're at, the resort. Um, where's Carolyn work? Let me let me get over. <laughs> shoot, shoot me shoot me uh, the career link. They might they might be hiring. I don't know. Um, okay. but uh. And then Saturday we have free reign in the park um, to do whatever we want, uh, except for in the evening Saturday we have to go do a um, sunset safari in the Animal Kingdom, um, mm. and then we and then we get to go do like a, a like a fancy dinner in in the Animal Kingdom zone. Um, Man, Mike, what? Like, hold on, we're just breezing past all this stuff. For anyone who doesn't know, yeah, you don't do these things normally, yeah. When you go to Disney, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike is like, he's like a Disney Channel star right now. They're just giving him the uh, all access paid pass. Yeah, we get, we get, uh, we get fast passes as well for anything we want to do. Oh man, dinners and safaris. Yeah, basically, almost almost everything is comped except for like anything we want to buy, like merchandise. So, like, I'm actually like stoked because usually, if you're going down to Disney, you're already like out like tons of money just buying the plane tickets, buying the the park tickets. Yes, just just getting there all is is and the food. Yeah, oh sure. So, if the only things we have to worry about spending money on is like merch, maybe like extra food and drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds beautiful to me. Sounds sounds amazing. Well so super excited for that. Um man. I don't know. I, I 
I remember. Well, I, my first time was when I went with Ashley because I've never I've never gone anywhere um, before me and Ashley started dating. We've gone to like um, no well, Cape May. For some reason, in like the nineties or the eighties, I feel like everyone bought houses in Cape May. My aunts and uncles always had it, but when Ash took me to Disney, it was it was a magical experience. I will say that right now. Um, I feel like as an adult, I appreciated it more because I always heard about kids going and just you just hear stories and whispers when you're in like high school or middle school. Like we went and there was this and there was that, so you finally get to experience that. So I'm happy for Carolyn. Uh, definitely go tell her go visit whatever she's been wanting to visit for sure there. Um. I will say, especially, I don't know if she likes Star Wars. Mandalorian, I forgot a new episode came out today, but definitely experience the uh, Star Wars uh, land. It's very, uh, it's just it's just an awe that they were able to create that. Um, yeah. The new Harry Potter ride is kind of cool. That's a long line, but I, I don't know. Yeah, super excited for all of it, really. Man, um, I'm happy for y'all. But yeah, man, it has date. been a long one. We, we spent a, a, the better half of, a, of an hour on that first section, but... We're going to hit a quick ad break. We got a couple things to talk about in the back half. Uh, we, we won't keep you too much longer. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Mike. And David. <laughs> if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We got today. more things to talk about. Uh, we won't mm-hmm. keep you too much longer, but uh, we want to hit some of that the, the, uh, the main topic of today's show. Uh, the meat of the sandwich. Yeah, right. Uh, so like, like we said, uh, we were going to talk about it later on destiny Two finally dropped a brand new, uh, expansion called light fall. Um, they've been teasing it for like well over a year now. I've had the pre-order purchased for a long time. I bought the deluxe edition. Um, it's the one game that I will absolutely buy the deluxe edition every single time because it's actually worth it. Um, if you're willing to play the game, um, you get full access to everything. You get exclusives, you get dungeons, you get everything. Um, so yeah, this game, uh, this expansion dropped, uh, as of recording this Tuesday. yesterday, which today's Wednesday, yeah, we're recording this. Um, yeah. so drop Tuesday 20th. and like, they've just been pulling out all the stops with the, with the narrative story. Like we're finally seeing some stuff like that. This is not a spoiler because this was at the, in the commercial, uh, or not, not actually not commercial. It's in, it was at the end of the last season, but at this point, um, it's old news, but like, so the traveler finally, uh, the, the traveler, which is this big, like weird spatial entity, um, like shapes. machine, uh, Sphere. which gave the light to the guardians, which gives them their power. Um, you know, realized it couldn't run any longer and decided to like leave earth, but attack the darkness that was, uh, coming after it. It no, it has nowhere left to run. Um, we found out, and and so and then that's kind of where the light fall kind of begins um at that like right there right when they f- um meet up with each other in space these like pyramid spaceships coming in against the traveler um and so at this point of of the game both me and david have completed the first 
um, story mission. Um, I've ac- which we will talk about. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Ju- we're only the first story mission. I've actually only completed past the second one at this point, but we'll only okay. talk about the first one. My my first question to you, David, is: Are you playing on legendary mode? You know it, bro. I need a challenge. I'm not. I don't want the training wheels. Listen, the trap. They told me. I forget the bald headed guy's name who's an awoken. I forget his name. Zavala. Zavala said, where is it going? Or whoever said it. And he said, it has nowhere left to run. This is the final fight. I said, put me on Legendary, baby. We're fighting. Okay? I'm tired of this. Okay? Yeah. I mean, Legendary. I've been playing this since college. Yes, Legendary is a little more difficult, but you get so much more loot. Um, you get twice just rewarding. twice rewards when you when you when you beat yeah. something. It feels good to crack open two chests that gives you yes. tons of yes. items. It's been really helping like leveling fast and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know the first uh, the first mission back in um i actually spent so much time not even playing it i was i spent so much time uh crafting my uh my mods because they completely changed how the armor mods work and yeah. and uh i'm confused i i love it like i love so like i spent like probably like at least half an hour before I even st- took a foot inside the first mission, just crafting a, uh, a build to to do what I want properly to get the right levels of like re- uh, resilience. Because now that you have, if you have re- like resilience, like is still the number one uh, stat because the higher you can boost it, the more actual damage re- re- um, reduction you gain. Um, and when mm-hmm. you're playing on legendary mode, everything smacks harder. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, like gameplay, like I really enjoy the the Shadow Legion enemy. Like with the, uh, they have this thing that they drop that creates like a force field kind of. Um, yeah, what does the force field do? Me and CJ have not. It it it, it uh it like powers up the whatever enemy it links or is like near it. So it makes them oh, it makes them like harder okay. to to kill technically. So you have to like Got kill it. that to like stop them from getting extra like over shields and stuff like that. Um, So yes, love it. Um, The first mission gives you a taste of the brand new subclass called strand. And I'll tell you right. uh, um, I was playing as a warlock. What were you playing as? All right. Well, I I mean, warlock. Okay. So So I gotta say, like, I, I think right now the warlock is OP it's so crazy how good Strand feels on Warlock. I'm sure it feels good on the other classes as well, but nah, it nah, feels nah, broken. Nah, nah. Like it feels overpowered. I could you see an, I could see a nerf coming um, to some level. Correct. It just seems nuts what you're able to do currently. Do, like being able to toss out those like not like shurikens, but you toss yeah. out the throwables, then it turns the enemy into the thing where you can throw that. It's like a mini then the super. ultimate. Yeah, and then like the the super where you hit people and it turns them into little brambles is what they call them or whatever, and then they hit other. I'm like, what, what? like what? <laughs> like what, what? What? You guys are just letting this free because like the 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 hunters is, I think they it's not like a hunter shot. I think it's like something like a whip, like you just whip people or something like that. Titans is the berserker, which is cool, but like this is so op where it's you don't really have to move. You just hit the enemies, and the enemies take out the enemies. Yeah, the the chaining of attacks, like the the synergy within each uh, of the abilities, is so incredible. Like I, it, I whenever we get a chance to fully unlock the subclass to just have it, 
I yeah. struggle. I haven't even unlocked stasis, and I don't even care. About I stasis I struggle anymore. to to think I will because right now I usually main either void and use nova bombs, or if I'm playing like a raid or a dungeon, I usually uh, do the uh, uh, solar. solar so I can put put wells down. Um, yeah. But I think this is gonna eke out uh, Nova Bomb, and it's gonna just take over because it's just it's got such good crowd control. Um, it's so like, excellent. I don't know. I I really enjoy it. it. And the it has no, that, we're not even we haven't even mentioned the grappling hook. Like oh that's my, what I was oh say, my the mo- god! So you have damage and movement, which is two of the like you don't even need to have like a movement stat anymore. Yeah, because. If you're running that, you literally just throw it up, grab it, and you move. Yeah. So, and the fact that you don't uh, need it took to, me a minute you don't even like need to like link onto something. You can just shoot it into open space, and it just grabs yeah. on, yep. and you can just swing yep. around like Tarzan, yep. like or Spider Man. Like it feels like Spider Man. Very, it's very much like a Spider Man. Very reminiscent. Yeah. Uh, just, just not a lot of like arc on it when you come up. But no, yeah, that's I true. The map the first time. Yeah. Because I tried to do it on a wall. Because I was like, I can't just do it in midair. I did it on a wall and it pulled me towards like a gap and I fell through. But yeah, yeah. That's you know that new power. Yeah. A lot of tweaks to come. I I have no doubt that there's going to be a lot of that. So okay. Um. And now now like obviously not like sh- sh- uh shying away from any of the major details what do you think of the new enemy the new like big bad not the big bad but like the new You're talking about the thing with the site yes um like i i think it's amazing it feels this is my thing with video games i don't want to just sit there and be like oh i can tank all these shots and just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and the enemies in Destiny usually just sit there, shoot, 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 and shoot. And they've said they've reworked these enemies on the planet because they do move, they run, they get behind cover, they do whatever. And this enemy does that, and it also chases you. Like, I remember the first time, I probably have a clip of it, it'll probably go up on my YouTube, but I came into the room, it grabbed me, and I was like, what the? I was like, hold on, hold on. Like, you can't just be appearing and grabbing me. But me and CJ were playing it. And he played it alone. It took him probably like an hour and a half to two hours to beat the first mission, I think. But with me and him, it was a little easier. But that thing, like, it chasing you and you getting the... And it makes these, like, I don't even know, like a tiger growling noise in your ear. I like those type of enemies where they can grab you. They're reactive to what you're doing. They don't just sit there and whatever. But I love it, man. I love it. I wish they had more enemies like that uh, to make it more challenging. Well, I, because before that, the only other like major challenging enemy was the champions mm-hmm. that and they're just they just had more health and they had some kind of specific like barrier you had to break. And then they yeah, were kind of yeah. like easy to kill. Yeah. Whereas this like this feels like a mic like a mini boss like it. And you got to pay attention. Yeah. Like it moves so fluidly and quickly and it comes at you with this scythe that does range damage. It does localized damage, and it can just gri- grab you. Um, Did it grab you in the second fight? Uh, y- yes. So, I, it, how much damage did it do? Were you in the red? It didn't kill me the first time it did it. Um, it it okay. grabbed me twice in the in the in the final match with it, and then it killed. Me. Oh god. Um, oh god. But I it only took me two tries. Um, the first try I got okay. completely wiped. Second try I got it. Um. But a lot of like you have to kind of like evade of you have to keep running, keep it, keep it moving, keep, stay behind a cover, keep kind of like circling it. 
um, and then just like picking off damage. Um, I was using Nova Bomb at the time, so I could use I could like leech um, some of its damage away by throwing some of the well, uh, like the little uh, orbs or whatever at it that could pull pull da- pull stuff away, like weaken it. I think is what it, it does. Yeah. Um, so it takes more damage elsewhere. But yeah, so yeah. so far I'm blown away. I I really like uh, uh, Neo Muna or whatever it's called. Um, the Neptune I city. I have a lot of questions for Neo Muna. There are there are some interesting things answers. about it. I we're not going to get no answers. The the NPCs are pretty wild. Um, like the, the Cloud Striders. I don't. <laughs> they qu- look like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> and I said that last night, and I was like, "What am I looking at? And why are they freaking like sixteen feet tall?" <laughs> yeah, they're super tall. They're like cyborgs. Um, well, uh, I mean. Does gravity have to do with our height? Maybe gravity has to do with our height. No, but know. like event, like eventually, uh, I don't. I'm not sure how much of a spoiler this is, but I'll just say spoiler alert anyway. Eventually, you learn that they are like, oh, they're they're basically avatars. Like their consciousness lives inside of like a a computer mainframe or something. Uh, yeah, like they they're not like like purebred things like i don't know you'll figure it out they're, they're basically like robots or something I, I don't know if that just made me more mad or happy i because i don't know it's weird I'm, it's super weird uh just go go search up nimbus nimbus is a, is a wild one um but i i like it i think it's so bizarre it's so different that like it is but like i don't i don't know i wish they would have made something not reminiscent to us but something close to it you know what i mean like we're the light bearer. they call us the warlords of earth which is like all right cool whatever but yeah maybe something close to the guardians where they don't look like us but you know what i mean i don't know yeah very true anyway i don't know where they could have won i don't know having a blast with it so far um if you're at Amazing. all into into looter shooters or, or maybe you fell off the wagon playing destiny now it's, it's it's honestly really excellent right now everything's it's a yep. brand new game they changed so much um it feels yep. good uh, currently there's yep. for sure nerfs coming but overall for sure would recommend the game uh destiny 2 lightfall give it a try give it a chance um man but that's all i gotta say there man yeah it's it's uh definitely hype for it there's definitely some new perks that are for some guns like i saw this one for a sniper today crazy but now's the time and if you ever want to find out like you know, just what's going on in the story. You can easily find a YouTube video. It's probably an hour long of them explaining the story and, and who they were fighting. But speaking of stories, and definitely more than an hour long, uh, I didn't get to talk about this last podcast because we had a lot going on, but we're going to briefly touch on this a little too because we might always say, you know, we're not going to go too far over. <laughs> but here we are over hour. It's always, it's always going to happen, but we'll talk on this a little bit. Um, DC has finally released their movie slate um james gunn finally talked about it and i know a lot of people were like why do we always put james gunn on a pedestal like he's the god or whatever else like that but you can't say that this man doesn't have continuity in his like movies and he knows what we want um and i think that's the biggest thing with directors now is like especially for comic book movies or, or source material um they always say oh yeah go away from the source material do whatever you want and the fans don't really appreciate it or like it so you know we're finally getting something that is for us um i'm probably gonna say some things that are kind of crazy and you probably won't know what they are but uh, i think we're getting uh i forget what they're called something commandos you know what mike just just talk for two seconds so i can look it up i i 
<clears throat> I the thing is like I've fallen off the wagon with Marvel so much like like the only thing about Marvel I really care about is or Spider-Man. You mean DC? No, well, oh, oh no, oh sorry, yeah, DC. Mar- Marvel still feels good, but um right. I've I'm waiting to I'm I am waiting for the day that DC uh, DC puts out something that actually grabs my attention. And the last time my attention was aggressively grabbed was during the uh well, actually I would say a combination of either uh, of the most recent Batman movie that that I thought was actually pretty decent for, for different reasons, but the last time like cinematically like like fully tied in was the Christian Bale Batman saga. Oh, for series. sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great uh, grounding of realism and and um, still outlandish enough where where it was good. But I, I agree with Mike. I, I we recently just rewatched some of the the new Batman movie. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I sometimes you gotta rewatch a movie to set your expectations aside and, and to just watch the movie because you know what's about to happen. So just enjoy the film for the film. Um, but now I have the list up. Um, so first off, we're getting Creature Commandos, which is an animated HBO Max show. Uh, I think it's gonna be similar to Doom Patrol. It's just gonna be a bunch of like monsters or or metahuman ish monsters that will be fighting in probably wars, etc. I think I can see that going well. Um, we have Waller, a live-action HBO series. Uh, I don't know if they'll have Viola Davis as Amanda Waller anymore. I personally think they should just recast her if they're going to recast everyone else. And let's start fresh and new. Waller is a great character. She you know, leads the Suicide Squad and sends these enemies out um, into fields and force them to do good. And I feel like if they got a fresh start and did something new, it's a, it's a great story that could probably have some redemption for some hero stories and for more spinoff stories. Now, this is the first movie. If this flops, we might have an issue at DC. And I've already said this to my brother. Marvel, we're we're kind of coasting with Marvel right now. It was only up and up, but we're coasting after Infinity War. And I think that DC has an opportunity to recapture the magic because we haven't had something new where it's like we don't know what the end game is, pun intended. As far as is it dark side? Is it a pop? Like is is it a you know brainiac? Is it is it whoever it's going to be? This is something new, and we get to see these films tie together again, kind of like Iron Man. They tried it, it failed, so now it's time to restart it. So we get Superman Legacy. It is not a Superman you know film that's an origin story. He's already been Superman for a while now, which is kind of good. Um, it's going to get a little wonky as I go further, and I'll talk about that, but. I think it's going to be that he's going to be at the Daily Bugle. He's been fought, fought a couple fights and, you know, going forward with that, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, I, I wish they maybe would have went with the older Superman. We've already got these younger Superman uh, stories, and I think if they would have kept Henry Cavill, I think it would have been a great idea for that, and I'll talk about that as we go forward. Uh, Mike, feel free to hop in whenever you want to hop in. Um, we have the next episode, which is Lanterns, which is going to be a buddy cop detective. We have John Stewart and Hal Jordan. Uh, I mean, we've been waiting for this forever now. I think anything with space with the Green Lanterns is amazing. The Green Lanterns are one of the biggest pivotal points in uh, DC comic universe, which is amazing. So we'll see. It's all about casting with that, too. I hope they find some uh, not well-known actors and kind of build off of what hbo max has been doing as far as like with the last of us um you know game of thrones like these type of shows that they're making movie stars like we haven't seen these movie stars in anything else really 
So give us something new and unexpected. Um, the authority. <sighs> I I see where James Gunn is going. He's kind of going off off the rails. Uh, this was kind of it wasn't like fully in the DC Comics. It was kind of an offset of the DC branch of DC Comics. It's kind of Justice League, but turned kind of like the boys, if you will. I don't, I don't know why he's picking this, but he's picking this. Uh, you have Midnighter, who's pretty much Batman. Um, I forget the other guy's name. He's kind of like Superman, um, but he gets his power from other other stuff. And there's a bunch of other characters. So I guess we're gonna get that, and they're gonna try and tie it into the Justice League. I don't know if they're gonna verse each other. I, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him cook. I'm gonna see what he's gonna do. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this is gonna be kind of cool. We have the Paradise Island, which is Themyscira, a Wonder Woman movie. Um. Gal Gadot is, uh, I think, a producer on it. She'll be working on it. So it's going to be like a Game of Thrones-esque Wonder Woman show talking about power, how they became to where they became, which I think is a great idea. Um, definitely a great filler spot as far as, you know, origin story for Wonder Woman and Themyscira because not a lot of people know that story. So why not bring that in? Let's get some origin stories in. Here's where we're going to get a little rough. Okay. Um, Batman, the Brave and the Bold. We're getting Batman. We're getting another Batman. It's not going to be Robert Pattinson. It's not going to be Ben Affleck. It's going to be a brand new Batman. Why? And judging by Mike's face, I know Mike. I know. I, let me get. Let me finish it, Mike, and then you can hop on it. Not only are we getting Batman, we're getting Damian Wayne, which is Batman's son. That is the fourth Robin. So we're not going to get Dick Grayson. We're not going to get Jason Todd. We're not going to get Tim Drake. We're going straight to Damian Wayne. Mike, let me let me hear your thoughts, man. Let me hear your thoughts. When is enough enough? <laughs> like Robert Pattinson does this, you know, young Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I can understand if they want to do old man Batman again. Like I get it. Like if if that's if that's where they want to take it, fine. But but we're about to get Michael Keaton as old man Batman in the Flash movie. I know what we're getting. But, like, and I, I am excited for the Flash movie. I think Ezra Miller is a psychopath. But, like, I I, I, sure. I, I like that the, like that story. I think the story of, of the Flash is tragic and, and heroic at the same time. Um, okay. And, you know, I've watched the animated one. Um, and so I'm excited to see how they do it this time around in live action. Uh, so I definitely will, will watch that. But um, I just think that you should let because now this is what we're going to happen because Robert Pattinson is making another Batman movie, at least that yep. from what I understand. And yep. so we're going to have this kind of like conflict of his world growing, overlapping this other world. And it's like, yeah. Now we're dealing now we're now we are stepping all over, you know, Marvel's toes with a multiverse um, like which I'm not saying DC doesn't have or can't have a multiverse because it kind of does. But like. I just I don't know, I want one thing to breathe before another thing takes the oxygen away. Like, I really think that based on Robert Pattinson's uh, The Batman that the next one in the se- in the series has a has a really excellent chance of like really crushing it. Um, 
Can I be honest with you, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. I don't hate what they're doing. For for what you said, I don't hate what they're doing in that because I think where 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 DC, you know, excels is they have they have one-offs on a lot of their books. They have like DC Metal, they have DC Vampires, they have whatever. Marvel has that too, but you can't do that with Marvel because of how they've built it. So I wouldn't be mad at, you know, you you might get to have two Batman movies in one year. You can't get mad at that. But at the same time, we've we've seen so many DC movies and DC's been making movies just as long as Marvel if y'all forget about like the, the Asian Spider-Man and whatever else like that, but I'm okay with this because Robert Pattinson is in his own universe and I can't I promise you, I can't stand them making more Batman movies. In me not seeing any of the Robins, I like I was going to flip if we did not get any of the Bat Family, because we've gotten this story and, and the the uh, the Dark Knight Rise like that trilogy was great, but if we don't get a Robin, like I, I already understand how Batman works, like let us get a Robin, let us see how he works as a family man and in an adopted family that he made, um, and maybe even gets destroyed by some type of villain like uh, Deathstroke. How does he react to that? How does he react to loss? How does he react to a, another point of grieving? That's what I want to see. So I'm okay with this. I don't know what's going to happen because apparently the, the rumor is the Batman after the Flashpoint is either going to be one of the previous Batmans. I hope it's not George Clooney um, or David Hassel. I, I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be another older Batman. I hope it doesn't take the place of one of the Batmans for this movie. We will see. I don't know. Anyone could be good. Um, the reason why I'm upset is because like the Damian Wayne story is good, but I think we should have just went with like a Dick Grayson and expanded it. I think they're just going to throw us in it and maybe we'll get an origin story like in their own solo movies if they make them. And I guess that's a good idea for more money and more movies, but Damian Wayne's alive when Superman's son is alive. So if Superman is, is young, then this is kind of weird. You know what I mean? And I, I don't like the dynamic of an older Batman and a younger Superman. Same as I don't like an older Superman and a younger Batman. Um, I feel like they should be roughly around the same age and living life in the same time. But that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll, we'll see. I'll probably see some of them. I'm. If Superman's good, I'll see I'd like. I do like Batman. I like Batman movies. I've seen all of them. If yep. Batman's in it, I'll probably go see it. Uh, I think my least favorite. If Robin's in it, yeah, I'm gonna see it. it, it Nightwing. It looks, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It. it, it I don't know. I I, I like the I, I just, like the grit that DC brings. Um, I do. I, I do. don't like I just it want when the bad I don't like it when DC forgets about the grit. Uh, there's been a few Same. few movies out there over the last couple of years that just are no grit at all. Um, yeah yeah they're kind of yeah like, they're yeah. kind of treading on the to- the heels of uh of like marvel and like some of that uh other stuff with the adventures and like how hyper polished some of that shit is um, and that's where i'm gonna get to the next one yeah because i feel like you're right we should start getting keep our grit yeah now if y'all want to make some funny movies like a deadpool-esque movie this is your chance booster gold a live action hbo max show booster gold is is kind of a Deadpool-esque person. If you don't know his story, 
he's someone from the future who steals future technology and then goes back in time to become a superhero because he's kind of a loser in the in the uh, present time he's in. So this could be fun. This could be good. This could be the hero tragic story, and this could also be like you know he he's funny. He doesn't take things seriously, and then he eventually you know rises to the occasion. I feel like that could be good. Um. This I, I'm not mad at this one. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. If they use a Supergirl that is in Flashpoint, I think this could be good. I feel like she looks good enough. And she looks like she fits the role from as far as the trailers that I've seen. I think that could be good. Why ever getting this next one? I feel like we could have did something else. This one is um, Swamp Thing. We've already got a Swamp Thing TV show on uh, the CW. Ugh, excuse me. But... I guess they're going to bring it back in. Swamp Thing is kind of deep. Uh, he goes deeper than just the DC universe. I guess he spans into like other universes that he can pull into in the DC universe. I don't know. It could be great. Um, and they're going by chapters, which is cool. They're not going by phases. I think this one is called Gods and Monsters. Great title. Great title. Um, so that's the slate uh, either of chapter one or half of chapter one. So I think I, 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 I'm going to put my faith in James Gunn. Only because I do love Marvel, and I think it's not going to get special again until we see the X-Men or Mutants, but I feel like we need something new. We need a new story. We need something to revitalize the superhero genre. Forget about the Marvel versus DC, you know, hate. You know, it's just time. It's time. Mike, what you think, man? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> like to be honest, like, it. I am a big believer of a good trailer. And if the and if when these movies start dropping, if the trailer really grabs me, because I don't know a lot of the intensive lore, um, like I know Flashpoint really well because I've actually seen that previously, so I understand that story. But outside of like the like the basic arc of Batman, uh, based on all the previous Batmans I've seen, I don't know. Maybe those will be good. Maybe the other stuff will be good. I we'll see. You know. Uh, will I go see all of these movies in theater? I can't guarantee that. With me, yes. <laughs> well, then you got to pull me there because you're telling me where we're going because <laughs> I, I often probably wouldn't think to go. I'm just uh, taking Mike to a bourbon spot. You just got to get him liquored up and we're in there and he'll be having a good time. It might, it might do it. You never know. Uh, get some popcorn uh, or something. Uh, unless it's 4D. Uh, you know, I've never done a 4D. Uh, oh, all right. Well, I know what we're doing. <laughs> that that is the show we gave you a long one um uh we don't usually do this but i'm just going to give you an update i will be leaving for texas so we might give you guys a b-sides uh after that to to tell you about you know midnight society and what we're going to be talking about um i will probably try and get my vlog video up before then so mike can see what's going on the live stream will be going on then too so if you want to watch and then you know chime along with our conversation but you know just wanted to give you guys a heads up so you're not like you know where's the next episode but Man, I talked about the tournament. It was a fun time. Uh, I can't wait for the next tournament. We talked about No Man's Sky. I might play that tonight. It is getting pretty late, so I might just lay in bed and, and play some of that before I got to go into work tomorrow. Um, Ashley's sister staying over. It's a fun time, you know, getting to spend time with, you know, a little sister I've never had. Uh, I've never had a sister, so it was kind of funny. Um, and then Ashley's best friend is moving pretty much in the neighborhood next to us, so she's about to have some some fun times. And I guess I'm going to have to go over there and have some guys' nights uh, maybe whip out the cigars or something. Who knows? I saw Ant-Man in 4D. If you guys haven't seen something in 4D, definitely go see it. Make it an event. Um, if you, especially if you don't go to the movies a lot. It's, it's a fun time. Uh, Mike was talking about his Saturday Night Out. They they perused around the country uh, 
They got some food, went to Marshall's, get to get to, you know, just, just enjoy the day. Sometimes you just got to get out and enjoy the day. Don't have any plans. Just, you know, grab life by the horns and go. Uh, he beat Hogwarts Legacy, which, holy crap, I, I'm still only level like 15, but Mike went ham. So, you know, he said it's good. I'm going to have to finish it. That way I can catch up. Uh, he also has been playing Sons of the Forest. He says it's not great, but it's good. And for $30, I mean, you can't complain. Games now are $70, which is crazy. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep up with Mike and see what he thinks about the story as he progresses. Uh, we've been talking about, you know, filming things in bulk. Mike has been filming tricks in bulk so that way he can make more videos out of it and get his plan set up for the for the week. Um, I've been doing the same and it's been helping out a lot. So, you know, you know, it's got to sometimes you don't got to reinvent the wheel. You just got to add a piece to it is, is my advice for you guys. He is going to Disney. Let's talk about it, man. That was crazy. Eat at the safari. So all you could eat, just expenses paid. We definitely going to probably do a B-Sides just for that, just the Disney B-Sides. So, you know, March is about to be crazy for you guys. So get ready for that. Um, Destiny Lightfall. If you guys have never played Destiny, this is the time to catch up. Uh, we're about to hit the big shebang, the, the the final fight between light and dark. I think the next expansion doesn't come out till next year. Um, but they have enough in this one that it's going to hold you over to it, and it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. We were talking about the DC slate. <laughs> Mike asked why. I said, I don't know. And that's literally all we can say about it. So until we watch the first show or movie, that's all we can say, guys. Absolutely. Uh, and as always, gang, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice and consider sharing it with a friend. It really helps the podcast reach new listeners. Yes, yes. And if you guys haven't, um, I've said it and we're going to be posting more. I promise you. Um, I was working on that this week and Mike's probably going to be working on it you know, this week as well. Follow us on Instagram at the Humble Pod Network. Um, and then follow us on YouTube at Humble Threads. We're definitely going to be posting shorts up of some short clips of us talking, maybe multiple. Like we said, we'll be in bulk, so you'll see. Um, and any podcast platform you may use, we're on everything. We are on Stitcher, Anchor, everything. It's also on my design website. So if you ever come check out Grave Studio, guess what? Podcast is on there, baby. So you don't, you can't escape it. It's happening, man. But, uh, guys, it's been a long one. It's been a while since we talked to you guys. We're going to get ready to go to bed, probably get some dinner or something. But remember, always stay hungry, stay loyal, and stay humble.